Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. about today. It's just a wonderful day in the Lord. He has brought us together right here on Storm Talk 365, and we have a brand spanking new podcaster joining the family. 
I am just so excited. I mean, you know, to to say that we are growing by leaps and bounds would not be even what I can say. Um, the Father has shown so much favor today on our lives. I really appreciate it. We have lived like you should with Pastor Mike. That's right, live like you should with Pastor Mike. But as always, Father, I go before your throne as humbly as I can by way of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and I thank you for this opportunity to be a ministerial servant of your word, Father. We ask you to continue to order our steps, and may the words of our mouths, not a cliche, but the words of our mouths forever be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, and those who have a heart to hear and the ears to listen, may they receive these messages in the manner that they are meant, and that is to bless and edify. Amen and amen. Pastor, are you with us? Yes, ma'am. Good morning. Good morning, Pastor Mike. I am so excited. You know, um, what your topic is about, live like you should. I just can't wait for you to explain it. But before we do that, everybody, we want to welcome Pastor Mike uh, McMenamin to Storm Talk 365. It is a ministry-based uh, platform, and we welcome all to listen in. There's something for everybody. So that being said, Pastor Mike, tell us a little bit about you, um, starting with your faith, and if you want to include your family, that will be fine. Well, Ms. B., thank you. First of all, I, I want to say before we get started that I'm just humbled to be a servant of the Lord and uh, strive my very best to do what it is he calls me to do. Um, I guess to start with me, I have to, in a long sense, start with my family. I am uh, happily married 31 years this year to a lovely na- lady named Kay uh, from Richmond, Virginia, which is where we reside today. Um, I have two sons, ages 18 and 16, and we have been blessed by having boys that are literally, in my opinion, admittedly unbiased, examples for all the world uh, in their own right. Um, As far as kind of who I am, I am a bivocational pastor, uh, which means I have the privilege of living in the church world as the pastor of a small country church out in Green Bay, Virginia, outside of Farmville, as well as still working in, quote, unquote, the real world. Um, And as a consequence of that, I am confronted, and I say that with a pleasurable word as opposed to conflict, but confronted with the realities that people face day to day in their existence, living and working in the world that we uh, have the pleasure Uh, through God to inhabit. Uh, In a sense, what I'm hoping to be able to do with uh, Live Like You Should is to be a gentle and sometimes forceful reminder of what God has called us to do. Uh, I have a life verse that I want to start with, and it actually came about years ago, uh, back in 2009, when I was uh, very, very heavily involved in a ministry called the Walk to Emmaus, which is a non-denominational ministry of really returning people to their first love, their love of Jesus Christ. And the passage is Ephesians chapter 4, verses 2 through 6, and it says this, to be completely humble and gentle, be patient and bearing with one another in love, make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. 
There is one body and one spirit, and just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. And that really became a rallying cry for me at that time as I was privileged to lead that uh, men's uh, weekend ministry, uh, 72 hours of memories that I still treasure today. Uh, Here we are seven years later. And so as a pastor, I try to remind people constantly that God expects more of us than we often expect of ourselves. And that is not necessarily that we are expected to be perfect, but rather that we are constantly expected to strive to be better today than we were yesterday. And as a consequence of that call upon our lives, each and every one of us needs to first of all forgive ourselves for those times when we are unsuccessful at being better today than we were yesterday. But equally as important to remember that the call never stops, that we literally are called to live like we should. And yet life often gets in that way. So that's really the premise of who I am as a, as a pastor as well as who I strive to be as a person in the business world. Um, we're going to segue into the business world and then get back into where we are as far as um, how we should live and the broadcast that's coming up weekly with you. You know, where you are business-wise right now, I'm familiar with it, and I believe that, too, is a ministry. Uh, take a few minutes, if you don't mind, and tell us a little bit about that part of the ministry in your life. Uh, certainly. I'm a what they call an independent associate in an organization called Legal Shield. And very simply, uh, Legal Shield is a service offered by a 42-year-old company out of Oklahoma that literally provides 24-hour access to legal assistance. And most of us have been in situations where, hey, just getting some outside objective perspective might be helpful in our lives, and too often we pick up the phone and call our mom or our dad or our brother or our sister who are great at providing comfort and support but may not necessarily be, first of all, objective. Second of all, they may not know the legal ramifications of decisions we make. So what Legal Shield simply is is a small monthly fee service to be able to pick up the phone and contact an attorney. Now, what's interesting about that is all of us have seen the news reports of issues with law enforcement and individual folks in the community. And oftentimes some of those news reports are, um, well, frankly, sometimes they, they're, they're racially driven issues. And unfortunately what that tends to do for a lot of us is make us think that justice is black or white. Uh, But the reality is that justice is too often green, meaning that you get about as much justice as you can afford, meaning attorneys are so expensive, $250 to $500 an hour. I even have a friend of mine in Northern Virginia 
that literally has a $1,600 hour in attorney. Uh, that's an amazing number. And for those of us that need advice, we're not going to spend $300, $400, $500 an hour uh, when we believe the risk is less than that. But what Legal Shield does is it gives us an opportunity to level the playing field when it comes to the justice system. And so the ministry aspect of that is something I never forget because as an individual personally uh, that has had to use attorneys in my life, I can honestly say there are times of great prayer uh, when those situations that I found myself in, they became matters of great prayer because I didn't feel like I had a response to that situation because I didn't have the money to buy the attorney. So the anxiety level goes up when you feel out of completely out of control. And so Legal Shield gives me an opportunity to provide this service to people um, at a small monthly cost, but it also gives me an opportunity to meet people oftentimes at their period of greatest pain. And uh, that really does become a ministry opportunity for me. Exactly, exactly. Listeners, that's why I wanted to um, segue into that because um, so many people go into different areas for the money. This man is a man of God who has a, a ministry in itself, and to go be able to, um, I'm sorry, not go into their lives, but to able to be um, involved in their lives in a way that can help them professionally and still be able to look at it from a ministerial point of view, that's a win-win situation. Because usually when people need a lawyer, they also need some spiritual counseling, uplifting, spiritual support. And regardless of the denomination or faith, as long as um, the person that's involved in that situation, they can comfort them, encourage them. And I just appreciate that we can just um, segue um, into back into live like you should. Now, um, Pastor Mike, when um, we talked about the legal shield, of course, there's so many different ways people may need that service. Um, when you talk about live like you should, I know it's biblically based, but what areas um, do you find you most have concerns about when it's living like you should? That, 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 of course, is the question that has driven the entire ministry. And here's the, the rub, if you will. Every single one of us knows people that live one way on Sunday morning and yet would be pretty embarrassed <laughs> if their pastor walked into where they were on a Friday night. Uh, every one of us knows people that I'm not going to touch that. You need to keep going because if I start talking, we're going to be here till 10 o'clock. So you just keep on yeah. going. Yeah, yeah. You know, every one of us knows people that the mere presence of the pastor changes their behavior. And it's very, very interesting and quite comical to be a pastor sometimes. And in fact, I'll share just a, a little story with you. I, I had an opportunity to meet somebody. Um, oh, I don't know, a week, week and a half ago, and we were having a great conversation. And in the, the course of that conversation, he was cutting up and laughing and joking about some things that had happened on his job, and we were just really just building a relationship. And uh, in the course of the conversation, he dropped a couple words that I'm certainly not going to repeat here. And they weren't the horribly offensive words, but they were, you know, what 
unfortunately in our society today have become far too commonplace, uh, but certainly not something you'd hear from the pulpit. And, uh, and so everything was trucking right along, and I didn't respond in any way uh, to his contributions, uh, if you will, to the ether of the world. Um, however, um, about four minutes later, it just became apparent that uh, I needed to share that I was a pastor. And uh, so I just kind of made some simple reference to the fact that, yeah, you know, when I was preaching the other day, I da 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 whatever it was I said, and the countenance change in his and the manner with which he responded to that news was really shocking. And uh, he goes, you're a pastor? And uh, with a lot of trepidation, and I said, why? As a matter of fact, I am. Why, why do you ask with such concern? He goes, oh, sorry about that. And I said, for what? And he said, for the way I spoke. And I said, look, with all due respect, I'm not here to judge you. But I'll tell you, if you feel like an apology is necessary, I'm probably not the one you need to apologize to. Yeah, and, yes. And, you know, that very gentle reminder, and I didn't say it in a convicting way. It was, if you feel like you need to apologize, I'm not the one you need to apologize to. And so Amen. we often, through the habits of life, let society dictate our behavior. And that's not the way we should be as Christian believers in the modern culture. We should be different. Romans 12, 1 and 2 tells us to be holy. That's, that means separate. Uh, you know, we all remember the story of, of Moses on the mountain at the burning bush, and God says, remove your sandals, for you are standing on holy ground. And what's so interesting about that is, you know, before God showed up, it wasn't holy ground. But when God showed up in the burning bush and Moses showed up and had his sandals on, God decreed it to be holy. And as a consequence of that declaration, the ground became separate from the world around it. And too many of us, as individual people living in the world today, working in the business world, having to watch our back so often and afraid of getting burnt, of getting taken advantage of because we often are, forget that our greatest defense is to be separate from the world around us. And that's really yes. what Live Like Those Should is, is, is all about, is what are the reminders that we need on a daily and a weekly basis that keeps us marching down the path that God has called us on? Because that path often is not clear, and that's where we really get into a lot of trouble. And I've been there. You know, I'm, I'm not sitting here saying, woo look at me, I'm the perfect specimen of Christianity in America. I'm not saying that at all. Um, but the troubles that I've been in in my life, uh, and we'll obviously talk about some of those as, as the series continues, but the times when I have been in trouble is when I forgot to live like I should. And I got caught mm -hmm. up in the ways of the world and doing things in the ways of the world and, and going after, if you will, the things of the world instead of pursuing Christ. And, you know, everything is a choice. And once you become aware of something and don't apply it, you can't keep saying, well, the devil made me do it. Well, the devil did this. And somebody, no, we as followers of Jesus Christ, 
um, should understand, and this is what I say, live like you believe what you believe. But know what you believe. If not, study it and then apply it. Because if you don't, Satan is waiting for you to fall for anything. In other words, if you don't apply what you've learned, then don't be so quick to say it's Satan's fault or somebody else's fault. Once you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you become accountable for what you say you believe in. And you can't believe in something and don't apply it. So, again, it comes back to choices. A lot of it is choices and consequences, and then we want to pass the buck and say, well, it was somebody else's fault. Um, I, well, I, you, I say myself, you, and go ahead. I was just going to say, um, you just uh, allowed me to recall that passage um, from the book of James uh, in the first chapter, um, and I'm looking up here, we're verse 13, where it says, no one undergoing a trial should say, I am being tempted by God. For God is not tempted by evil, and he himself doesn't tempt anyone. But each person uh-uh. is tempted when he is drawn away and enticed by his own evil desires. And then uh-uh. after uh-uh. desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And when sin is fully grown, it gives birth to death. Do not be deceived, my dearly brothers. And then the the entire book of James goes on to talk about this whole concept of of really are you living like you should? We all know the big passage from James, you know, faith without works is dead. But it's bigger than that in some respects and smaller than that all at the same time that for better or for worse, when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, it is also your responsibility to accept him as your master. And I believe personally that the greatest challenge that we have in the Christian church in America is most of the Christians have accepted Christ as their savior, but not as their master. Amen. And there's Amen. a difference. Amen. It's submission. Yes, it is. And submission, what do you think about that powerful word, submission? Well, you know, submission is um, sadly one of those words that has been usurped by the women's movement um, and the, the, the <laughs> more liberal elements of the women's movement and taken completely out of context, by the way, in their usurping mm-hmm. of that word, yeah. as so often yeah. happens in the world of I want my political will to be done, so therefore I'm going to take something, change its meaning, and then make it terrible. Uh, I mean, my golly, they even did that with the word life and turn it into an anti-abortion word when in reality it's, it's, it's all about life, but that's an issue for another day. But the word submission, you know, you have to go back to the book of Ephesians and, and really look at what submission means. Submission, first of all, cannot be demanded of somebody, just like love. I mean, I can demand you live in my house. I can demand um, that, in some cases, you can even say I can demand that you marry me, although that's not really a marriage. But, um, but I can't demand that you love me. I can demand you to go through the actions that I might interpret as love, but I can't demand that you love me. And I can demand your set of behaviors, 
but I can't demand submission. Submission has to be given. And it's really hard in our culture today that is so narcissistic and so me-focused to remember that what submission really means is to give up what I want for your benefit. And when we look at our individual life in regards to submitting to God, that's a radical, radical concept to give up what I want as an American citizen is almost perceived to be a violation of some American code of conduct in our modern culture. That what do you mean I don't get what I want? But I deserve what I want. And somehow the American principles of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness have turned into life, doing whatever I want, and by golly, your job is to make me happy. And that's not what I believe the founders meant, but more importantly, it's not the way God wants us to live our life. That submission really is all about me asking the Father through the Holy Spirit to modify my behavior to become more of what he needs me to be to accomplish the mission of the church. And submission is, wow. it, it is such a personal thing. And it is, it, it, I've wrestled with it 100%, tell you that, absolutely. Um, those times when I have made my worst decisions um, that literally resulted in me losing a house, that literally resulted in... plus in lawyer bills, those decisions came about when I consciously, and this is the most embarrassing part, I consciously chose to disobey God. That he was sending me in one direction, and by golly, I was having nothing of it. It goes back about 14 years ago for me, back to 2001, 2002, Uh, when all that transpired, but that was such, oh my golly, that was such a painful lesson. And and it would real-life consequences to my kids and real-life consequences to my my marriage. I almost lost my marriage as a consequence. I ended up living with my mother-in-law for 19 months, God bless her, for taking us in, when in reality she should have just not taken us in, if you know what I mean, based on my aberrant behavior. So I've walked Mm -hmm. some of those decisions and those journeys with people. I'm not sitting here in some pedestal and, and saying, hey, everybody, look at me, and I'm just so perfect. That's absolutely not where I'm coming from. But at the same time, that doesn't remove from me the responsibility to encourage others to submit themselves to God. And that's that, you know, goes back to that Ephesians chapter 2, to be completely humble and gentle and patient and bearing with one another in love. I mean, everybody knows the stories of how churches tear themselves apart. Oftentimes over nothing more than the issue of submission when you get right down to it. Well, you know, Pastor, um, I have to say that you have really touched on a lot of 
topics that I know you're going to cover later, especially the one, and then that I want to address that as myself. Um, I didn't get to be 60 years old and not have gone through, but the operative word is gone through. We mm-hmm. never stay stagnant. We trust the Lord. He said, though you walk through, some of us, we get stuck and forget we're supposed to keep moving. Um so, Pastor and I want to let you know that there's nothing that we discuss. I always say, I don't feed anybody anything I don't eat. So, if I'm listening and I'm being ministered, if I'm being ministered to, then it's good enough for me. I'm going to share it with you. And I, I don't walk and talk differently. Whatever we share is something that we can pull from and then apply, apply scriptures to it. So, that being said, Pastor Mike is going to be with us. Every Monday morning, um, praise the Lord, East Coast time, 8.30, um, 30 minutes or whatever he decides to be here with. And he's going to be talking about living like you should, and not only as a follower of Jesus Christ, but um, if you have not made that commitment to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, there are still some principles that as a basic human we should be following as well. So please join us right here on Storm Talk 365 with Pastor Mike. Uh, and he has a second ministry that he'll be sharing um, every now and then about um, the legal shield and how that can apply to uh, your life to help things a little bit easier for things that you may be going through, such as foreclosure, repossession, or divorce, or, you know, um, some type of legal issue. Because um, in the Bible it tells us that maybe we should trust the Lord and not go before the courts of man. But sometimes we are taking whether we want to go or not, and we should be prepared. And not have to feel like it's um, if you can't afford it, then you're done. And there's a lot of people. I worked in the correction system. There's a lot of people that are there because they just didn't have adequate representation or the money to provide that representation. So that being said, Pastor Mike, before we leave, are there any uh, closing words you would like to share with the listeners? Well, I guess that I would um, would just close with this: that um, first of all, remember that you are loved. Boy, we forget that. <laughs> we forget that, mm-hmm. especially when we have fallen prey to our own bad decision-making. Remember, first of all, that you're loved, that Jesus came to earth to die for you. Uh, whether I was here or not, whether Miss B was here or not, uh, he came for you. Uh, thirdly, that, or secondly, I guess I should say, that not only are you loved and accepted, and it sounds so trite to say it, but today really is, the first day of the rest of your life. And Ooh, however, my favorite saying. Mm. Yeah, how, however, you have been living up until this very point in time. Um, it is okay to say, you know, I've messed up. It, it's okay to just look in the mirror and say, what were you thinking? Because let me tell you, I've done that a lot. Uh, <laughs> um But as a consequence of today being the first day of the rest of your life, today can be the day that you really do start to live like you should. Amen, amen. And that, you know, Pastor Mike and I, we are such on the same accord. You know, if you've been following me for a while, you know that I love to say, um, live like you believe what you believe. And Pastor Mike is saying, live like you should. And you should live like you believe what you believe. If you don't know it, 
study it and apply it. If it's not for you, figure out something else. Because if not, Satan is waiting for you to fall for anything, and you will fall for anything. So, again, this is uh, Pastor Mike with Live Like You Should, a brief interview and to let you know what to expect in his upcoming airings. He will be here, Lord's willing, 8.30 a.m. East Coast, time, East Coast time every Monday morning. We thank him so much for joining the uh, Storm 365 podcast family, and we ask that he continue to be covered by the blood of Jesus and let his footsteps be ordered by the Lord so he can continue to be a blessing not only to his immediate congregation, but now globally he is heard in over 200 countries like the rest of us, and our broadcasts are available 24 hours a day through the link for replay and download. So that being said, Pastor Mike, if you would like to give us a short prayer out, and we will see you all next week. I can certainly do that. Uh, Father God, let not the brevity of our prayer be an indication of our commitment to you, but rather, Lord, just help us as we embark upon our day, as those of us on the East Coast dig out of this crazy winter weather that you've brought us. Father, keep us, first of all, safe from harm. Second of all, Keep us safe from the temptations of Satan. And third of all, Father, really, truly, truly, Father, in the depths of our soul, help us to live like we should. In Jesus' name, we pray with faith. Amen. Amen, 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 everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Bye-bye now. Have a blessed day. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.